God says, I speak to you in the Word. I speak to you with scriptures. I speak to you in nature. I, I, like I did Abraham, I said, go out of your tent. Look into the sky. What do you see? Look on the sand. What do you see? What do you see, Abraham? And the Lord says that some of you hear an audible voice. But some of you hear an internal voice that's peaceful. And some of you know my voice in different ways. But God said, you know me, for you've walked with me. For those that walk with me, you know me. And God says, don't doubt. Don't doubt. But trust in me. And know that I will speak to you in dreams. I will speak to you in visions. I will speak to you through my word. I will speak to you through nature. And the Lord says, test the spirits. For there's other voices out there that are contrary to my word and my will. But you walk with me. Those that walk with me, you know my will. And you know my heart. And you know my ways. But God says, don't listen to strange voices. Things that entice your body. Things that entice the desires of your flesh. Don't listen to those voices. But listen to my spirit, said God. Listen to my spirit. Put your agendas down. Lay them at my feet. For I am your God. And I will love you with the perfect love. And when you're anchored in me, you will not be destroyed. You will not be deterred. You will not get off my will for your lives. For the Spirit of the Lord says, listen, listen, for I am speaking in this time. I am speaking in this time, says the Lord, for this time last year, many were bound up. Many were locked up and many were questioning, where are you, Lord? Where are you, Lord? I tell you, I'm alive and I'm well, says the Spirit of the Lord. I came with one purpose, that was to go to Calvary on your behalf. I came with one purpose to allow death to take me, but I came with the one purpose to conquer death on your behalf, says the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, I tell you, continue to celebrate it for prophetically, you sang it in your first song. You are my friends in the Spirit of the Lord, for I have never left you. I have never walked away from you. In this season where many have feared, and in this season where many were scared, I am the one that walked you through it. But I tell you, now is a season of freedom. Now is a season to open up and to worship me like never before. For I'm about to release something upon this earth. I'm about to release something upon you. I'm about to release something upon this church like never before. In the Old Testament, my people celebrated Passover by putting the blood over the post. I tell you, it's my blood that covers you. It's my blood that has covered you. And it's my blood that will continue to cover you. For yes, I am your friend. And I tell you this morning, don't let it go. Don't let the fact go that I am your friend. Don't release it. Don't allow the enemy to steal it. For 
Can I tell you something greater is coming? Oh, just as the springtime is coming outside, there's a new life being breathed into you this morning. New life being breathed into you this morning. Look, look at the cross. Look at the cross for the empty. Why? Because I conquered it. I tell you, I sit at the right hand of the Father right now, interceding for you, but I never left you, for I have my Holy Spirit. I have my Spirit walking with you. I have the Comforter with you. And I tell you this morning, rejoice. Rejoice! 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 For I am alive, says the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, lift your voices in this place. Listen, today is not today to be cute with it, to be formal. The word of the Lord came, and I just want to say this as we go into prayer, and there's a few things we really need to pray about today. But just as last year coronavirus came, and it is gone, but there's a residue, there's a residue of fear and of anxiety that's gripping the hearts of people and today it yet exists but I'm telling you today shows my name is Travis today is a day of breaking today is a day of breakthrough today is a day of victory today is a day of freedom today is a day of liberty today is a day of setting forth today is a day of coming out today is a day that chains are broken that bonds yokes are being destroyed and if you can open your mouth for this is the decade of the month and if you will open your mouth today no matter what you face no matter what fear and anxiety tries to do to you and grip you with the bible says let the redeemed of the lord say God asking you to save them in the name of Jesus. We pray for our families, those that are assembled here today, those that are watching over live stream. We lift up our families, every household, Lord, connected to this ministry, every person, oh God, connected to this ministry, every family we pray for now, for their healing, for their deliverance, for their breakthrough, for their prosperity. Hallelujah for their health today in the name of Jesus Father we pray in Jesus name even for our churches in Bermuda Lord you know the persecution them you know the struggle there in Bermuda but Father we pray in the name of Jesus that there would be that same breaking that same breakthrough in Bermuda that churches Lord God would be allowed to worship in the name of Jesus you would give them 
strategies and wisdom in Bermuda, anointing and grace there in Bermuda, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for every chaplain, every FRC, every IAC chaplain, in the name of Jesus. We pray for the EACM. We pray, Lord God, for the covering of our umbrella. We pray for every ministry gift, every minister in the EACM, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father, hallelujah, for our leaders, fathers in the faith. We pray for apostle scene and for sister scene. We lift them up before you today. In the name of Jesus, we pray for Pastor Gardner, for Sister Gardner today. We lift them up before you, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray today. Hallelujah for Destiny Schools of Ministry. For the EMI, Lord God. Hallelujah for Aim Higher. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, every ministry, every ministry gift in this house, we lift it up before you. Now, come on, help me. Lift your voices as we pray for this house. We thank you for what you're doing here at Evangelion. Thank you for what you're starting. Thank you for what's blossoming. Thank you for what's budding here at Evangelion. We thank you for revival. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't hear you praying. We thank you, Lord, for the greater works that you do the most. Thank you for exponential growth in this house, Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on, once again, point your hands at our leaders and speak blessing over them now. Come on, let me hear you speak the blessing of the Lord. Blessing on them. The blessing of the Lord that makes them rich and adds no sorrow with it. The grace of the Lord Jesus be multiplied unto them. Grace, grace, and more grace be upon them now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the breaking today, for the breakthrough today. Everybody in this house that believes that breakthrough has come for you, lift your voice and shout like breakthrough is yours. Happy, happy, happy Palm Sunday. Amen? God bless you. I want to make sure that you can hear me properly in the back. In the very back, is it good over there? Good over here? Okay. Good. First off, I want to greet all of our visitors. If you're visiting here with us for the first time, just lift your hands. And we want to greet you this morning. Amen? Glad to have you. Cheryl, would you pray a blessing over the visitors? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you for our visitors that are family, really. Thank you for every person in this place right now. We bless, we bless, bless each and every one. And Father, we thank you that you prepare our hearts and our ears to hear what you have to say. We give you thanks for that this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. 
want to remind you that this Friday we have a special service at 12 noon. It'll be a communion service. We have several speakers, just a few minutes each, can share some thoughts with us. So be here at 12 noon. And then we're going to leave it open when we're done after communion. Just those that want to stay and spend some time with God, those that need to go, can go. Those who want to just spend some time in the sanctuary, it's open. And then Sunday morning and Sunday night next week, water baptism on Easter. All members and non-members alike are welcome. So if you know someone that wants to be baptized, bring them. Amen? Or just tell them that we're open here. Do I have to be a member of Evangel? Absolutely not. We do it as under the Lord to the body of Christ in general. Amen? Tell them to bring a change of clothes. Where would they be baptized in? A towel and a garbage bag. Obviously a garbage bag to put their wet clothes in, a change of clothes and a towel. We'll be baptized in Sunday morning and Sunday night. Try to get here about 20 minutes early, the candidates. Meeting with uh, Dr. Catherine or Reverend Christine. Dr. Catherine, would you raise your hand? I thought I saw her here earlier. She's walking around. There, she's right there. She's right around passing out baskets. She'll be having just to share a few thoughts with you about 15 or 20 minutes before the baptism. Amen? So be here. Amen. You got your palms? Let's wave them. Amen. Amen. Keep them close by this morning. I have a special joke that my wife gave me. So I'm going to let her read it because she originated this joke and she found that I thought it was good. I got this from one of our other pastors. I just thought it was funny. Listen up now. One Sunday, in counting the money in the weekly offering, the pastor of a small church found a little pink envelope containing $1,000. And it happened again the next week. The following Sunday, he watched as the offering was collected and saw this little woman <clears throat> put the distinctive pink envelope on the plate. This went on for weeks till the pastor, overcome by curiosity, approached her. Ma'am, couldn't help but notice that you put $1,000 a week in the collection plate. Why, yes, she replied. Every week, my son sends me money, and I give it some of it to the church. The pastor replied, well, that's wonderful, but $1,000 is a lot. Are you sure you can afford this? How much does he send you? She said, oh, he sends me $10,000 a week. The pastor was amazed. Your son is very successful. What does he do for a living? Oh, he's a veterinarian, she answered. Well, that's an honorable profession. But I had no idea they made that much money, the pastor said. Where does he practice? She answered very proudly, in Nevada. He has two cat houses, one in Vegas and one in Reno. He's not telling his mama everything. Thank you, Jesus. Take your hand, put it over your head, 
and look over the horizon and say, Greater things, greater things are, on the horizon. are on the horizon. Say it again. Greater things, greater things are, on the horizon. are on the horizon. Seasons in the natural are changing. That's right. So also in the spirit. Let's look at the first verse today. Psalms chapter 2. Verses 11 and 13. Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. For lo, the winter is past. Oh, yes. The winter is past. Another version says the winter is over. The winter's over. Wave your palms. Say the winter's over. The rain is over and gone. Next verse. Kind of. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one. Come away. It said green. You notice that? I have green on. Everybody say amen. I thought you were going to prophesy the word this morning. Amen. You and amen. The prophetic Bernie words Jane. and the prayer about preached our word. Amen. It's time to step out of winter. How many of you know that's real? How many of you like to wake up in the morning and there's light, not darkness? But what we've seen is a lot has changed in one year, right? Now, March is the third month of the year. Three is the number of resurrection life. All right. Jesus was raised on the third day, and new life is being released. Now, prophetically, one of the prophets said this, and it's true. How many of you find a lot of troubled waters around you? You look around, and there's a lot of troubled waters. Those troubled waters can be people that irritate. They can be situations that are troubling they can be circumstances, troubled waters. How many of you have had a few troubled waters? Sickness in your family, weird stuff going on you've never experienced. But this is what the Lord spoke, and I thought this was awesome. God said, yes, there'll be troubled waters around you, but I'm going to cause you to surf them. How many of you have ever been surfing? Amen. I think I laid on one of those boards. That's about it. But we're going to surf these troubled waters in this season because it's a new season. We've lost loved ones. God allowed some things to die in your life this past year. We've lost some loved ones to death. But you know, I want to remind you, how many of you know there were conversations going on with those that have gone on? Conversations between them and God that you know nothing about. So we didn't lose them. Maybe it was their time and they were ready. It's a different perspective. Amen? Because this really is a season of restoration. Resurrection day is new life. Res resurrecting what was dead coming to life, but it's going to depend on how you look at it. Isn't that true? 
We got to keep our eyes on what's ahead. Stop looking back. Stop measuring everything you've experienced in life, and that's how you look at stuff. We've got to look ahead. Look out on the horizon. Stop basing everything on, well, look at what happened back here. Look at how I did this back here. What happened back here? Forget about back there. You can't move forward if you keep doing that, looking back. Amen. Put your hands up. Say greater things. Greater things. On the horizon. That's right. You look out on the horizon. I picked John 12 today, and I picked it in the NLT version. There are some things there I want to just point out. This is the latter days of Jesus' ministry before the crucifixion of the living lamb for you. To fulfill the Old Testament prophecy of a sacrificial lamb for the forgiveness of sins. And in John 12, verse 12, in the NLT, he writes it this way. I like this version. John 12. Okay, don't have it. There it is. No, no, John 12. Oh, yeah, John 15. Okay. John chapter 12. In the NLT. Look it up. And right. as we're going through the triumphal entry of Jesus, many things are happening. We heard last week about the donkey, amen? Jesus is coming into the last few days of his ministry. The religious leaders are there plotting his death, and people are rejoicing. You have the religious crowd, teachers of the law, teachers of the word of God, you might say. Plotting his death. That's it. Thank you so much. If you set this one off too, Pastor, I would appreciate it. And in the NLT version, if you have time to put that up, I would appreciate that. He says it this way. Okay, it says, The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem. Jesus, the news that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. I want to tell you, there's news that Jesus is on his way back. That's right. Read that again. Is that the NLT version? Yep. Listen to it. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. Jesus' news is that he's coming back and it's real soon. We don't got 80, 90, 100 years. Amen? Jesus is coming back and the signs are all there. Next verse. It says, And a large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches, went down the road to meet him, and shouted, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Say, praise God. Praise God. 
Hail to the King of Jesus. Hail to the King Jesus. So they praised God as he was entering in. Now, they're thinking that he's coming back to set up an earthly kingdom, to get rid of the Roman soldiers and establish a kingdom here in this earth. That not was his plan. His plan was to be the sacrificial lamb, amen, for your sins and my sins. That was his purpose. So they think he's coming back to set up the kingdom in this earth. His kingdom is not of this earth. It is of the next earth. Of the world to come. And they held up their palms. Hold up your palms. Come on. Yes. Say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say, glory to God. Glory to God. The word Hosanna. In the other gospels, they use the word Hosanna. In the same passage. The word Hosanna means. Let me give you two good understandings. It means save us or rescue us. That's what it means. There are other words, but basically that's what it means. When you say Hosanna, it means save us or rescue us. They wanted to be saved from Romans' oppression. But he was thinking about their souls for eternity. Now, at the same time, God's presence is ushering in. There's praise going on. At the same time there's praise going on, there are those with an attitude. Take your hands over here on the left and go, attitude. attitude. There are those that had an attitude about God. And they were supposed to know the law. They know the word of God. But they had attitude about other Israelites. Did any of you have attitudes about other people of God? So you have multiple things going on. You have praise and worship going on. You have the religious leaders with attitudes. Amen. They're crying out, rescue us. Save us. But they needed to get a fresh perspective on the things of the horizon. Say fresh perspective. Put your hands up. Say fresh perspectives. To get rid of the get rid of the attitude. And he's dealing with multiple things at the same time. He's dealing with the Pharisees and their attitude. He's dealing with the presence of God. He's dealing with bringing his ministry to the fulfillment in the last few days. And he's dealing with the hearts of the people. All at the same time. He's a good Jew. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. We've got to get a fresh perspective. See, some of us are still stuck in winter. Look at Song of Songs again in chapter 2, verse 11. For lo, the winter is past. The rain's over and gone. See, the winter is past, and we're still stuck in that bondage of winter. Because we think about what happened in winter. We're still focused on winter. But I want to suggest to you this morning, it's time to hope again. It's time to have fresh hope. 
It's time to let go of the old. It's time to let go of what was painful. It's time to let go of what hurt us and upset us. It's time to have hope and go forward. I want to look at this clip of the triumphal entry of Christ. If you could roll that clip, please. Uh, let's take a look. Cut the lights. Say, save us. Save us. Say, rescue us. Rescue us. How many of you felt the presence of the Lord when he was walking? How many of you know that you can feel that presence as he walks by even now? He's here. That horizon. What is a horizon? Because we hear it, but we don't really know what the definition is. It's the line in the distance where the sky meets the earth. And it represents the limit of your experience. How many of you can only look at things based on your experience? Right? And you form an opinion or you form an attitude based on what you've experienced. If your parents weren't everything that you needed them to be, then your life experience determines how you perceive parenting or how you look at other parents. If your experience has been exciting and good and you grew up in a family of 10 kids, you're probably looking at life going, I want a zillion kids. I didn't grow up that way. I grew up and basically my brother's 10 years older, so he was out of the house somewhat. So I felt like an only child. I didn't want 10 kids. I liked being alone in the family and getting all the attention and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. You still like it. Amen? So do you. He was the same way. No, no, no. Yeah. But I want to suggest to you God's breaking the limitations off of you of those previous experiences. 
He's breaking that junk off for you so that you can see with his eyes. Amen. You got to come up higher. Look at your neighbor and say, we got to go up higher. 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 Take those limits off for the last season. Do something that you're not used to doing. Stop forming an opinion. How about get involved and do something in the kingdom? How about we got seminar coming up, May. This is plenty of notice to come and help get somebody else set free, to come and help get somebody prayed for and watch God use you because you never did that before. Limits got to come off. How about going higher? Say higher. How many of you ever thought about being a life coach? Hello? Look at how many hands go up. Life coach, life coach, life coach. We got a life coach ministry that is like superb compared to anything you've heard or seen. Dr. Simon and Dr. Trish, they have aim higher. How much better can that get? Aim higher, life coach. All you got to do is see them. They got one coming up in April. You got lots of notice. And you can be doing something higher in the kingdom. Aim higher. Be a life coach. Do something. Oh, I don't know. That's good. You don't need to know. God knows. Get into something that'll take you higher. Something that'll take you beyond where the earth meets the sky. Put your hands up. Say, look out in the horizon. Say, things are getting greater on the horizon. <laughs> Lift up your palms. Say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Rescue, me. Rescue me. Save us. Save us. I got saved and rescued from drugs and alcohol. I was cross addicted for several years. And God turned my life around. I was a, a gambler that lost many things. It cost me dearly for my habits. But God came and rescued me. Amen. And I became a Christian. And all my sins, all the wrongs I ever did to everybody was forgiven. And I had a new life. And what God did for me, he's no respecter of persons. He will do for you. Amen. I didn't look like this. When I first came saved, I had uh, hair longer than that down about here. A, I walked into a beard church, that long, too. And I had walked into church right about here. It was my shirt button. This was all chest, hair hanging out. I had crosses hanging down. It looked like something leftover hippie from the 60s. And I walked into church, and I saw 3,000 people, hands lifted up. Singing songs like Hosanna. And I realized something. They had something about God that I didn't have. Now, I grew up in Jesus. I, I grew up, my parents were from Italy. They'd been dead 40 some years. I was, they were both from Italy, so I was raised in that denomination. I can't tell you the name of it. 
I won't do that. Hey, but it's headquarters is in Rome and it sits on seven hills. Everybody say amen. So I knew who Jesus was. I was raised around it. I was forced to go to church. But I didn't have an intimate, personal relationship. I didn't know that my sins were forgiven. That my Savior died for me. I knew about it in my head. It hadn't got into my heart. And one day I cried out to God. At 6 o'clock in the morning. At St. Angela's Church. On 10 Mile Harper. And I asked God to forgive me for all the wrong in my life I had done. That I didn't know this Jesus. I knew about him. I'd been taught. But I didn't know. that You said that you died for sins. Well, Lord, I got a bunch of them. I did a lot of wrong. A lot of wrong to my first wife and to a lot of people. I owned an automobile dealership for 13 years. I learned how to amateur. I was an amateur, yet I could... Mark a deck of cards, use loaded dice, take them in and out, cheat people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in card games. And now I say that not from the aspect of a proud past, but from a shameful past that God forgave me for what I did. And I had a lot of sin. I cried out to Jesus. I asked for forgiveness. And that started the road of restoration. So I cried out, Hosea, Hosea, Hosea! I didn't say it that way. I just said, Jesus, you said that you died for sins. Forgive me. All I know is that you died for sins. That's what I was taught. I need forgiveness from you, God. I've hurt a lot of people. And God forgave me. I walked out of that church that morning. And it was like somebody lifted 100,000 pounds of bricks off of me. I didn't know anything but that I was forgiven by a God I didn't know. And the first thing the Holy Spirit ever spoke to me, ever. I never forgot this. Because I looked around and I thought somebody spoke to me out loud. There was the three nuns and the priest. That was all that was there every morning. I looked around and the voice said, live a good, clean life according to my word. I want to tell you how bad I was. Live a good, clean life according to my word. What's his word? I didn't know what God's word was. I didn't know it was the Bible. All I knew was his voice. So I started asking people, live a good, clean life according to his word. What's the word? Somebody said, don't you know what the word is? It's the Bible. Oh, that's the first thing I learned. Live a good, clean life according to his word. I began to eat and consume and read the Bible. So it's that voice. I had a new perspective. See, Jesus came not to set up a kingdom. Not to just to bless you, although he does do that. He didn't come just to bless you. He came for the race of man, for all of us, for all of our wrongs, for all of our sins, for all the times that we fail. And you will. Don't make personal holiness always your goal. God will deal with that. Make your heart the great commission. To tell people about Jesus. To tell people about a lost and dying Savior that gave his life for them. And that he has mercy and he has grace and he can change them. He'll clean them up along the way. Amen. He'll get to your personal holiness. But in the meantime, focus on the Great Commission. Filling the church, filling the body of Christ with lost sinners that need 
a savior. Look at the book of Revelation. I know she gave you this verse with the other one, so hopefully you'll have it also. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, in the KJV version. Revelation 4, 1. Hopefully, you sent them late? Okay. No. Okay. Revelation 4, Revelation 4, 1. I think this is my fault. Forgive me, Jesus. Save me. Rescue me. Yes, you better be rescued because when I get out of this church this morning, we're going to have a little talk, you and me. Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here and I'll show you what must happen after this. Say, come up here. Come up here. Another version says, come up hither. Come up higher. Say, come up higher. We have to come up higher. That's right. This year in 2021 than in 2020. Amen. 2020 was a year of fear and paralyzation to the body of Christ. Amen. This year, God is answering prayer. We're coming out. Everybody say, coming out. Take your, take your palm, wave it. Say, Hosanna. Say, rescue me. me. Hosanna. Hosanna. Restore me. me. Hosanna. Hosanna. Forgive me. me. Praise the King of Kings. See, worship is involved in your rescue process. Praise and worship is involved in that process of being saved from your sins. When you understand that he walked down that road for you and me. If you were the only person alive, he would still walk down the road of Via Della Rosa. That was the road that he walked down in Jerusalem. It's called Via Della Rosa. I've been to Jerusalem. I've been to Israel. It's very narrow. The streets are narrow. They have the main streets now, but you get into the older section, they're very narrow. Maybe the size of that pew, wide only. Cross one street to the other. It's not wide. And he walked that way for you and me. Because he loved you. Because he was focused on his mission and his purpose. Not on, he said, she said, they did this. Ah, shut up. Get a new perspective. He came with a purpose. With a mission. Every one of you has a mission. Every one of you has a purpose. Every one of you has value. Everyone is special to God. He created you different. But you got to be willing to go higher. Say, come up hither. hither. Revelation 4, 1 says, come up hither. Come up hither. hither. How many of you are going to do something this year that you've not done before? You're going to serve, you're going to learn, you're going to study, you're going to take a class, coaching, or whatever, but you're going to do it because it's time to go higher. Does that make sense? You know, March was a, has been a month of winds. How many of you have had the winds blowing? 
You know, last night it started to rain and there was winds. And I can always tell because my chimes outside start going crazy. But it's a great thing because when the winds are blowing, that means there's acceleration. There's breakthrough. How many of you are breaking through? Accelerating. We ain't staying in the same old place. How many of you are expecting the supernatural strength of God? Amen. Supernatural strength. When I get up in the morning and I look at all that I have to do, it's only the supernatural strength of God that gets me from morning till evening when I hit my head hits that pillow. In 1 Kings 18.46. In the Amplified. It's interesting. It says, then the hand of the Lord came on Elijah, giving him supernatural strength. He girded up his loins and outran Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, nearly 20 miles. Wow. One, one's running and one's in a chariot and a horse. And he outran him, the chariot and the horse. God's given you supernatural strength if you want it in this season to go higher, higher. See, some of us want to just stay stuck. I don't want to go anywhere, God. I just keep looking back. This thing in front of me, it just seems too big. Stop looking at the big picture. Let God look at the big picture. You deal with what's right here in your life. One thing at a time. One phone call at a time. One thing at a time. And say, God, help. What do I do with this? What about that? What should I do with that? And if you listen, he's going to tell you something. I had to deal with like three things yesterday. And I said, Lord, what about that? He says, that can wait till Monday. Just deal with this. It wasn't some voice that came out of the sky. It was the thought. Mm -hmm. That's him. That's him speaking. You can outrun the enemy. You can outrun the enemy. You can get there before he does. Hello? Comes out of relationship with him. Comes out of time spent with him. Comes out of talking to him. He don't want to be ignored. Well, Jesus, I'll catch you tonight after I go through a hundred things and deal with it myself. No. Take him with you. Talk to him. Deal with what is in your sphere of influence. Not everyone else's. Get your nose out of everybody else's business. Nobody cares what your opinion is of what happened over there and who said this. Just deal with your sphere. Amen. Say, it's time to overtake the enemy. Say it. How do we overtake the enemy? Just real quick, four things God gave me. Look at your neighbor, say, love. How many of you find it's hard to love? It's easy to love people that love you back. Look at this, the sound is waving. 
They're probably saying, yeah, that Pastor Cheryl, she don't give us everything we need. I love you guys. Say love, not judge. Love. Don't judge people. Be aware of your own thoughts. Just take care of you. Second thing, make good choices. Ask God to help you make good choices. Stop saying, I'm going back. I'm so disgusted, I'm just going to go back. You can't go back. There's nothing to go back to. I love the way, I don't know if this was Andre Crouch, Alvin Slaughter, but in a song he said, if he never promised you heaven, would he still be worth serving? Yes. Third, let God lead you. Let God lead you. Listen, we are the kind of folk that want to fight the battle and it's over. And what God said to me this morning, he goes, you take it one battle at a time and win. Your battles aren't over after one battle. You keep fighting and you take over and you win one battle at a time. But it takes him to lead you. And lastly, seek God in his wisdom. Seek God in his wisdom. We don't want, I don't want my wisdom. It's limited based on my life experience. I want the wisdom of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 10, 11, 12, 13. Hear, my son, receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take a firm hold of instruction. Don't let go. Keep her, for she is your life. I just want to draw your attention to the fact that wisdom is a she. Oh, forgive me. That was Holy Ghost. That is a low blow. Get that, a new perspective. Get a fresh horizon. That is. That was the word. Woo! Her name is Sophia. Oh, there you go. She was the goddess of wisdom. So you can, you can just call me Sophie for short now. Hallelujah. Pride cometh before a fall. I know the Bible. <laughs> That's okay. Wisdom is a she. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus loves gender. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to dance. You won't let it go, will you? You just got to keep... Mm, 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 mm. I think I should dance now. Yeah, I, I think you better get up and dance real quick. I want you to feel the presence of the Lord on this song. This is a song done by Sandy Patty. Uh, one of the first times I ever saw her dance, she danced to this song. And I want you to reflect on your relationship with God this morning. I want to tell you, he's coming back. He's coming to your Jerusalem. 
He's coming soon. You know, he had to go up to Jerusalem. If you've ever been to Israel, Jerusalem's up. Jerusalem's so when you go to Jerusalem, you're traveling up. Got to go higher this year, man. As I minister in the dance, it's Via Dolorosa. It was called the Road of the Cross. But God spoke to me and he said, I want them to know that this week, this is the resurrection week. He says, this week you will cross over. Amen. So contemplate your walk with God right now. And you can kill the light. And reflect upon your life. You're going to stand before a holy God. And you're going to give an account of your life. For what you didn't give up, what you held on to, for your attitudes about people, about religious leaders, about your husbands, about your wives. You're going to stand and give an account because Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Do you know where you stand today? Is there something you need to change in your life? And do you need God's mercy and grace to help you to change? I don't want to stand before him holding on to something I know is wrong I won't let go. He'll help you. I struggled for years after I was a Christian, after I was born again with drugs and alcohol and gambling and other things. But I wanted to change because I wanted to please him. I'd fall down and get back up and 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 cry out for mercy and grace and he'd give it to me. So tonight, this morning, this afternoon, wherever you're at, live every day like it's your last. Now I know what it means the fear of the Lord and respect and what that means, but I like the word just for what it says. If you need wisdom, you need to fear God. We need some good, healthy fear of God in our lives. Well, it means respect. You want to put fear in the people. Shut up. What does the Bible say? The beginning of wisdom. She talked about wisdom. The fear of the Lord. When you have fear that God's going to deal with you, and you're going to stand and see him and give an account of your life, you'll get wise real quick. You'll give up some things real quick. Let's all pray this morning. Join me in a prayer of getting prepared for Easter, for family, for sharing, for caring, getting prepared in our lives to meet the King of Kings. Pray with me, all of us out loud together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for mercy, grace, your goodness, your kindness, your forgiveness, your love, and acceptance of me. This morning, I stand before you confessing you as Lord, dedicating my life, rededicating my life, fresh and anew. 
Thank you for dying for me and rising from the dead. Jesus, you are my Hosanna. Amen. Give a lot of clap off for this morning. Put your hands over your head. I'm going to get a new perspective. I'm going to get a new attitude. Wave your palms one last time. Say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Say, praise the Lord. They rescue me. Restore me. Forgive me. Amen. Just want to remind you, we'll be back tonight with a fresh word. And want to encourage you also to be prepared Easter morning, Sunday morning, Sunday night, water baptism. And don't forget Good Friday service at 12 noon. Amen. And I want to remind you also that at the end of service, we always extend ourselves for personal ministry and personal prayer. If you need prayer for something, come up after service. You're dismissed and we will pray with you on a one-to-one basis. I have pastors here and we would love to minister to you. And keep the conversation, the fellowship to the lobby. We want you to fellowship. We want you to enjoy the goodies that are out there to eat. Amen. But take the conversation of fellowship out there. Let's reverence the Holy Spirit in the sanctuary as we pray for people. Amen. Let's prepare to receive our seed offering. If you came late and you brought your tithes, you have a special offering or our seed. I believe God blesses seed. Amen. May I have a scripture on the overhead, please? Let's read it together. Say generosity, come on. Generosity. Say, that's me. I'm believing. I'll draw your attention to the announcements. Amen.